Happy Thursday and welcome to another amazing episode of Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. Happy holiday, happy new year, happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever you celebrating today, okay? We are here for another amazing show. And as we've been doing for the past two weeks, talking about it's time to go deep summit. And if you join us, Two weeks ago, you met the youth edition of this amazing summit. And last week, we had our first adult panelists, um, some of of the VIP speakers joined us on last week, and we had an amazing time. Well, this week, we have part two, some more amazing dynamic panelists and speakers. And we're going to be talking about everything from the summit to business and you know how i do i like to get a little bit personnel too okay so we're going to be doing that as well so you know what we do every thursday night 7 30 p.m eastern standard time go ahead and grab your favorite drink make yourself comfortable sit back and enjoy the ride because you're finally at home at kiva's place so don't go anywhere stay tuned welcome to kiva's place the kiva murdoch show and podcast we hope that by the end of our show you left feeling empowered, motivated, and connected. So come on in the room, grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Because you're finally at home at Kiever's Place. Now give it up for our host and producer, Coach Kiever Lernice Murdoch. Yes, welcome back, family and friends, to Kiva's Place to Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. I want to first of all apologize if I sound a little off tonight. I'm a little under the weather, but however, the show must still go on, okay? We have a purpose, we have a mission, we have a message, and we have a mandate. So we are here on a purpose tonight, and just because I'm not feeling all that great, no reason to cancel the show. So we are here and we're in full effect and we I have a panel full of experts in their own field. So let's go ahead and introduce them to you, okay? So the first one in our room tonight is going to be Mr. Eric Heilig. How are you tonight? Welcome to Kira's Place. I'm doing great and thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm so excited. I had your beautiful wife on last week, so I'm excited to talk to you tonight as well. Well, I'm excited to be on here and be able to talk to you as well. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. Our next one in our virtual studio is Dr. Latanya Smalls. How are you, Queen? I'm fine, and thank you, and happy holidays and happy new year. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad to have you. The next one in our studio is Miss Jessica Tootle. She was here last week with us, and I'm excited to bring her back, so welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. I'm super excited to um, be on here. Happy holidays to you and to your family. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Thank you so much for joining us again. The next one coming up will be Miss Monica. Excuse me, Miss Monique Grant. Excuse me. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy holidays to you all. Thank you so much. My apologies. That's okay. <laughs> All right. The next one in our virtual studio is Mr. Rich Williams. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm looking I'm, forward. I'm so glad to have you. Sorry to cut you off. 
No, that's fine. I was just saying I, I'm looking forward to it tonight. I, I looked at when you list, you showed the list of, of guests tonight. I felt like, you know, the commercial where you're staying at a Holiday Inn Express, you feel smarter. I feel smarter. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, this is gonna be so good. So good. Um, and last but not least, Miss Kelly Brown, welcome to Fever's Place. How are you? Peace, love, and loyalty to the most high God. I'm doing really good. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And once again, welcome everyone to Kiever's Place. So let's go ahead and dive right into the show because we have a lot to cover tonight. I'm so excited because I have an array of experts. We're talking about from relationship, dealing with government, you know, business, authors, and I'm so excited to have you all. But I want to first of all start off the show by asking you, each one of you individually, what actually inspired you to be working in the business in the field that you're in right now? And I'm going to start with you, Eric. Well, um, it started with me because my wife and I both are married now 23 years here. And uh, we've been working with couples in ministry um, about 17 years now. And so we were uh, inspired just to see the, you know, really how other couples are ending up in divorce and not moving towards marriage. And so that's that kind of, you know, jump started us. Um, and so we we started, uh, we, we switched from ministry to the business aspect and we wanted to make an impact to those statistics that lead to divorce. Mm, interesting, interesting. We're going to talk about that a little more. That's very, very intriguing. Um, what about you, Dr. Latoya. Well, what started me into my my business, LT Empowerment, was basically something over over almost 20 years ago when I first developed an organization called FOCUS, F-O-C-I-S, which stands for Facing Opportunities and Challenges That Ignite the Spirit. And I've been doing, I was doing a little bit of work in that, and then as life would happen, that kind of lay dormant. And but then your calling, your purpose is always within you. And since I've always been about the empowering, the betterment of people, the betterment of women, um, that's when I birthed this year, LT Empowerment. Basically, we just help women. We do help men, but I'm going to talk about my women. We help women basically live a life of empowerment, live a life of possibilities, power, and purpose, because I do believe everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a unique purpose. And my job is to help us um, unpack and to facilitate that so you can live your best life. So that's my passion is just empowering others by any means necessary. I love it. And that's such an amazing and important cause because we all need that sister, that strong sister right there behind us, giving us those words of encouragement and pushing us right along to be the best that we can be. So you are doing phenomenal work. So thank you so much for that. Um, next, we're going to talk to Mr. Rich Williams. What inspired you, Mr. Williams, to be in the line of work that you're in? Uh, you know, I, I'll just sum it up with the struggle. <laughs> you know, um, my background is being raised in a single parent home, 
my mom did everything she could to raise the three of us, but it, you know, it wasn't enough and there's no fault at her. She did the best job that she could. And just living in an environment where you're constantly faced with lack, you're constantly faced with, you know, will there be enough food, will the lights be on? And, and I discovered my gift was that I could get, I could inspire people. And so my mission in life is to get people passionate and excited about things they can't see, because I believe that you got to have a vision, but you have to also connect that vision to concrete action and concrete steps. And so just looking back on some of the things that I've experienced to put me to where I am today, I'm grateful for those tough times, those challenging times, but it was during those times I discovered my purpose. Mm, amazing, amazing. And that is so important. You know, you have to have, and that's why I'm so excited and you know, I'm so honored to be behind this particular summit is because not only is it a summit to give you all of those feel good feelings, but it's also a summit that is going, you can walk away with an action plan that you can, you can actually leave from and implement in order to propel your business or your personal life forward. So I'm super excited to be a part of the summit as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Williams. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, next is Ms. Um, Monique Grant. What actually inspired you, um, Ms. Grant, to be in the line of work that you were in? Hi. Um, well, <clears throat> ironically, Kelly was a big part of um, one of your other speakers tonight, <laughs> inspiring what I'm doing now as a creative marketing strategist. Um, she had a documentary release party, and um, myself and my daughter attended. And not too long after, we had a conversation and she asked me to be her PR. And I, when I tell you a light bulb went off, I'm like, first of all, I need to know what that means and how it applies to me. And it just sparked something in me. And I've been trying to get it ever since. Like, I'm literally uh, trying to be a resource to everyone. Um, my passion is helping people. And um, any way we can build and collaborate, I'm all about the betterment of our people. So it just sparked something in me. Mm. One yeah. thing I want to definitely add is we're going to take the word try out of your vocabulary. OK, mm. from this moment on, you are not trying to do anything. You you are doing it. You are moving in those. Um, you are making strides and you're moving and you working in that direction of doing it. So we don't strike the word try. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that. Thank you. It. You know what I'm saying? Because we I am. are what we speak, and we can, we can mm -hmm. speak things upon ourselves. So you don't mm -hmm. want to speak anything limiting, you know, mm -hmm. and it's definitely important for you to have that mindset that you are definitely moving and you're definitely thinking because we are as we think. So, mm. Okay, I received that. Thank you for that. Amazing, amazing. Glad to have you. Awesome, awesome. Miss Jessica. And I know you shared this last week, but we want to share it again. What what actually inspired you to be in your line of work? Well, um, I'm a network marketer in the business of travel. And a lot of people say, why travel? Why now? Um, we're in the midst of a huge pandemic, but travel is actually a eight trillion dollar industry and it's projected to be at 15 trillion in the next 10 years so that's my why 
because this travel isn't going anywhere. And I can help individuals along the way. I know for me, the biggest thing was personal development and talking about and reading and really looking at what business looks like for an individual and then running with it and taking off with it so I can pour into somebody else. I'm just like Monique, um, she actually was a business partner of mine as well. But that try, we're gonna cut that out because it's what it's the action that we're putting into it. And she knows my heart and she knows I I love her to pieces. But um, that's one thing I'm super passionate about is about helping other people change their language to not um, only be the um, person that they're trying to be, but that try putting forth that effort is what you're actually doing. So helping people understand the importance of empowerment, just like the uh, young lady the doctor that just spoke empowerment that's everything empowering the next individual to take off and to take off in strides and to go in a direction of success um and we already know that it's a journey so um of course i love to be a part of people's journeys and i love to be a part of um monique as well as many other people who decided network marketing, connecting with other individuals is where they want to be to take them to the next level. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And like I told you last week, you know, it's it's a very, um, for you to be steadfast in staying in the travel um, industry in the midst of this pandemic speaks volume because there is definitely room for, you know, growth and prosperity in this industry so i just applaud you and honor you for just staying the course uh, thank you so much i appreciate that you're so welcome and last but not least miss kelly brown i have heard your name called several times this mm -hmm. evening so i'm very interested now to hear what actually inspired you to be in this particular line of work that you're in tonight yeah yeah so um well, I always had a passion for the people and the youth. Um, that's always been in my heart and hands before a degree even came about or anything. But what sparked it was my first encounter with God, uh, just really understanding what my purpose and plan was here on this earth um, to really help women move from a stagnant mindset to independent thinking through self-discovery, wealth building and fears. So it was really the awakening for me, like to really help people get out of captivity and bondage in their thinking. So once I changed my thinking from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, my whole life changed. So it was like, I tell people I've been out of bondage and captivity for 10 years. I've been out the ghetto for 10 years and the ghetto is not a place where you live. The ghetto is in your mind. So once I fixed, changed my mindset, I took off and I'm not going back to the wilderness. So that's my passion to help others come out the wilderness. Oh, love thinking. that. Yep, in their thinking. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So a man thinking, so he is. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, let's shift gears just a little bit. So I am very interested to hear, and most of us watch the news, we are definitely abreast of everything going on with the pandemic, but we've been in this season for almost a couple of years now. So I'm always curious to know, as far as your business or in your workplace, how has the pandemic um, either inspired you to make a different shift 
with your business, inspired you to start a business? How has the pandemic um, affected you as far as your business-wise work, anything like that? And we'll we'll start with Dr. Um, Latanya first. Well, that's a great question. I am a people person, so um, my first preference is definitely face-to-face. But the but as I used to live in Kansas, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. And, you know, we have to learn how to pivot. You've heard that word so many times. So for me, this right here, this platform, the virtual platform, that's the new boardroom. And so we have to adapt. You know, that book, Who Moved My Cheese? Times have changed. And so it taught me how to change my style, keep being my authentic self but change how I'm reaching people. And the plus of it is that you can reach people throughout with virtual. I can reach people throughout the whole nation now versus just being in one classroom, being in one setting. And so I have to look at the positive. And that's what it taught me in terms of looking at the positive and how I'm going to reach people because my business, what I do still remains the same. It's still about the empowerment, but how do you do that? How do you do that? And I think it's looking like Kelly had said, looking internal and looking and saying, what can I do? You know, take no and turn it around. When you turn no around, what does that mean? On. It's on. And so it allowed me to be more creative. It allows me to think about how can I do that? How can I do interactive? Even when I'm doing platforms like this, I know how to use different webinars, different you know tools. Come on, y'all, let's raise your hands. Let's do something. And so it's about being engagement. It's not trying to stop, but it's how can I reach? And sometimes you can just still old fashioned, pick up the phone because the pandemic did not, the phone still works. The phone still works. So it allows me, it allowed me to really see how we can impact people differently, still give them the need and the services that they need, but not be afraid because we cannot live in fear. Fear and faith can't work together. You know, it's just that doesn't happen. And so I just have to learn how to reinvent myself. You know, coming out of captivity, I heard that coming out, you've got to learn, you've got to grow exposure. You know, if we travel down the same road every day, you miss something. So hopefully the pandemic has taught you how can I elevate, level up my services, my need, my purpose to impact and make someone out there better. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly right. And I can remember a couple years ago, Dr. Latanya, when we thought about holding a seminar, a summit, a conference, it was always an in-person thing. And COVID has forced us to really think outside of the box. And like I tell people, COVID was a blessing in disguise because in a in-person field, you may be able to fit you know, 100 people, 200 people, maybe even 300 people in a room. But one thing COVID has done, and it has forced us to be more virtual, like you said, and you can reach literally thousands, you can reach millions, and you without leaving the comfort of your own home. So one thing COVID has really forced us to do is think outside of the box and also make us to um, re reevaluate on how we can stay relevant. That's exactly right. And it built partnerships because if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have met all these wonderful people right here. That's COVID. Exactly. 
collaborate. That's expanding your territory, your network, your partnership. That's what COVID did. Exactly, exactly. Collaboration. Thank you so much for sharing that. What about you, Mr. Rich? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, you know, I, I'm a workforce specialist for uh, the Department of Employment Services, and and we have a program called Project Empowerment, and and our our goal is to provide job opportunity for DC residents. And prior to the pandemic, you know, we would have classes and uh, job ready training classes, and we would have graduates every three weeks. We have graduating classes, and we're connecting. Uh, the graduates to job opportunities in the DC metro area, and then COVID hit, and so so the class size went to a virtual environment. Now, how do you how do you stay motivated, right? How do you engage an audience and and virtually? And it's a challenge, but we were successful. We were able to do that and continue to move forward. Um, the biggest thing I saw, uh, at least in our agency, what COVID have afforded us is is there is now um, there's now a value on being together, right? You, you know, and I just know in my personal family and, and friends that I know that, that people that have contacted uh, COVID, I, I have uh, friends that have family members that have passed away as a result of COVID. And so in our agency, in our department, in our staff, it, it has created uh, almost a bond. You, you know what I'm saying? In terms of valuing the preciousness of, of that connection. I, I, I believe it was Miss um, Jessica that mentioned about networking, right? And so our net worth is in our network, right? And so connecting with people and valuing that connection and then being open and transparent to the change, I think has been really pivotal for uh, what we do um, um, uh, at the Department of Employment Services. I agree with that 100%. And that's how we close every night is we talk about how your network builds your net worth. But I want to ask you, um, Richard, I I believe we are going to get outside of COVID. I don't know when it is. You know, I'm not God. I can't see that far in the future. But I believe that we will overcome this at some point. But I want to ask you, post-COVID, do you think we would ever go back to that um original mindset or do you think the way we are conducting business now is is the new normal and is here to stay at, at least in the connections that i'm making and that we're seeing is i don't believe we're i don't think it would be safe to go back to that mindset i believe it was miss brown that mentioned about um coming out of coming out of uh the ghetto she said right and so in your thinking or in your mind, let me make sure I'm clear because she was clear on that, right? So I don't think it would be beneficial to go back to an old way of thinking, especially if that old way of thinking prevented you from having any level of success in this new environment, right? So, and success means different things to different people. And I'm not talking about money. Success can mean healthy relationships. Success can mean being impacting and adding value to the life of another uh, individual. But but most importantly, um, I, I, I do believe it's it's important to always be innovative in our thinking, to embrace and to be open and to be thinking what's next, what's better. You know, good can be uh, an enemy of being great. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. Miss Brown, I'm going to have you jump right on in. Sounds good. OK. You want me to go now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, pick up pick up off a of rich. Um, 
So how the pandemic, um, you know, I was able to put uh, nothing stopped for me by the grace of God. I was able to put a property together. Um, the spots that I was going to Home Depot and the bank didn't close. So that was open every day. Um, that was my main two spots during that time. Um, and I was still on payroll because I was still work for DPS. So just it was a blessing in disguise. I was already uh, quarantining because and six feet from people because I'm always, uh, you know, introvert. So doing things on my own. Um, but I think COVID showed us who God really is. You know, it was time to get your household back in order. He stopped the world so we can see what's going on because everything, so many people's mindsets was in a hamster wheel model where it was just go, 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 go. And it was time to stop and see what's going on and get back to your purpose and plan and get back to nature. Um, that's just my view on COVID. But during that time, I was able to, uh, again, put a property together as well, create my quote journal that I have here, everybody can't go, uh, meaning everybody can't go to the next level where God is trying to take you. You got to share some people. So during that two years and still in it, you know, it's just been a blessing in disguise, you know, uh, just being covered and just being thankful that I'm able to still make plays during this time of travailing in our world. I love that. And you just said a very important facet of business and life and working relationships you it's so often we try to bring everybody with us you know the people that that you know started out with us till we can find ourselves burnt out you can find yourselves feel like giving up because you know you are waiting for the next person to catch the vision or whatever and you just said a very important um you know facet of that you have to know when it's time to cut some folks off and move on. And it's, and it's not necessarily in a bad way. It just means that, you know, you can, I believe people are in your life for a reason and for a season, right? Definitely. So when it's time, when that season is up, we have to be um, in that place of comfortability where you can say to yourself, you know what, it's okay, we've gotten this far, but I have to bear off to my left and they may have to bear off to, to my right and be okay with that. Yeah. So what advice do you give um, when you're coaching other individuals on how to look at that and deal with that from a perspective of they're in your life for two reasons, either a reason or a season and it's okay. Yeah. So I'll give my three models um, that I live by and stand by. Um, first is everybody can't go. Everybody can't go to the next season where God is trying to take you. Again, you have to share some people. You can, I love so many people, but you'll get, like you said, you'll get burnt out trying to take everybody with you because everybody don't see the vision that God gave you. I stopped talking a lot because people put self-doubt inside of you. Like you come with a plan and be like, no, that ain't going to work. Then you reconsider your plan. So I make my moves in silence, meaning you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing, when you're doing it, and how you're doing it. You just drop it in silence. We're living in a microwave society where everything just so microwaveable. It took me 10 years to get to where I am. And people think this happened overnight. No, I put 10 years of hard work in the mud. And the last one is I am the interruption. Really, literally meaning I am the interruption on my family. I'm not passing down no more generational curses, lies, and the same blueprint that ain't got us no money. It's time to rethink the things that we're doing, and it's time to come out this conditioned thinking that we've been domesticated to. So those are my three tools that I I push. It's hard. It's heavy. Like, boom, we got to get to it. We got to come out this stagnant mindset. We got to come out of captivity. 
and we got to come out of in our thinking and that's the only way we're going to move forward to get back to where we were as kings and queens and wealth builders and holders of the nation <laughs> if I had a mic drop, I would have dropped the mic. Very well said. And we talk about all the time about breaking the generational curses. Well, at some at, at what point are we going to put those concepts into action and implement them into our businesses, our lives, our relationships? So well, well said. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Monique, we're gonna move to you. How has COVID um, caused you to pivot in your life or your business? Uh, well, currently I'm working as a caregiver. Um, so by me being an essential worker, it didn't change much because I just do one-on-one home care. Um, but in my line of work, um, I think it opened up a lot of doors because it changed the way we communicate, the way we network, the way we market collaborate, everything, like, um, I think it opened a lot of doors for everybody, and um, <clears throat> it's really kind of a blessing in disguise when you think about it, because, you know, it took, like, a, a lot of the thinking out of the equation. We can use our technology more now. We can connect more in a different way now. Like, we don't have to, like, really overthink it or anything. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it was a blessing in disguise for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, um, Monique, and you can correct me. Do you see where now um, some people are actually relying more on their gifts than they actually trade? And what I mean by that is I have seen where, you know, the Bible tells us that your gifts will make room for you right so i'm seeing in a lot of these new entrepreneurship that people are actually um embracing their natural gifts and turning that into businesses so what's your thoughts on that oh yeah definitely like i think much like kelly said god like shined a light on the importance of going within and like just knowing what you naturally do well and just tapping into it. Like knowing if you speak well, you should speak. If you cook well, you should cook. Like, and giving us more time with self, more time with family, like just all of those core things that really matter for real, that I don't think a lot of people was like giving enough time and attention. So like just honing in on all of the things we kind of were like neglecting and ignoring is like really what God wanted us to see all along. So yeah, absolutely. And I'm gonna ask you one more question before I move on to uh, Jessica. And this is just me and you, you know, mm -hmm. because I know that you said you were, you are an essential worker. I am too. Um, mm -hmm. By trade, I'm a physical therapist assistant. But did you ever find yourself getting a little bit perturbed that some of these other industries were able to stay home and we weren't, we had to report to work day to day. Only because we didn't get the payment along with the recognition that we were getting all over the world. Um, and knowing that we also needed a, a little break. Mm -hmm. Other than that, no, because I love my clients and 
I think caregiving is not just what you do, it's who you are. So when you're doing something of service that's in your heart naturally, you kind of can't be mad, you know? So I love that. <laughs> I love that answer because you just yeah. hit the nail right on the head. Whether whether you are a service worker, military, a mm -hmm. nurse, a physician, what we do is not a job. It's definitely no. a calling. So either you're going to be in it, love it or this is not the feel for you so awesome awesome beautiful all right miss jessica how has COVID impacted your line of work okay okay <laughs> sorry about that so um how it has impacted my line of work um, just like I told you before, I'm a network marketer. So connecting and networking with people is everything. Um, and it takes you to a whole different dimension that you were in even prior to the uh, pandemic. So that's something, you know, that I'm excited about because I'm able to unlock a passion and I'm able to unlock or I'm able to be in places that I've never would have seen myself in just simply by leveraging the times and talents of other people, but also leveraging the ability to get in somebody's messages or to go virtual, to take everything online and then getting on the phone. And that's actually something that I talk about within the uh, It's Time to Go Deep Summit is the, it's, it's super simple. We're in the age of a pet or we're in the age of social media. So why not use social media, right? Why not utilize it for um, its amazing benefits of being in? I'm currently in Australia. Do I know anything about Australia? Absolutely not. But I just expanded my network to Australia simply because of social media. And it's so powerful being that, you know, I'm, I'm not wealthy. I'm not a politician on a mission. I, you know, have three small children, but I know that I physically am not able to go to Australia. But guess what? I can talk to somebody in Australia. I can use a passion that I have with myself, uh, within myself. And, you know, when it comes to talking and um, uplifting and empowering, that's something that, you know, I do on a regular basis as far as like social media, putting it out there. So, of course, all I want to attract is positive, like-minded individuals. And in the age of the pandemic, that this definite set ablaze to the passions that you have within yourself. I found myself not knowing exactly uh, what, it, what I wanted to do as far as a career. But what am I passionate about? Nobody really, you know, checked for that. Or nobody really asked me what my passion was. But once I put it out there and once I made myself vulnerable and made myself transparent on social media and um, realistic, then it just opened up so many doors. And so um, I actually, within my business, have grown the most during the pandemic. You probably like, okay, the travel industry doing something? Absolutely. Because it's not the product. It's the person. You know, people, they attach themselves to you. They don't attach themselves to the product. And it's, it's super exciting. It's amazing. It takes you to a whole nother place. But um, I'll start there and stop there because I'm a talker, as you see. 
But uh, we could talk all night, but definitely unlocking passion and unlocking purpose and being what God wants me to be personally and attracting like-minded individuals. I love that. And it's so important. You know, you just said a couple things, but I am going to call you out. You said you're not wealthy. I want you to think Think about that mindset. You, It may not be in fruition yet, but speak it. You are wealthy. Yeah. And wealth is not always in the terms of monetary gifts. It's wisdom. It's you know, resources. It's education. It's family. So I just yes, have to throw that out there. I got but it. I got it. I'm in love. Real quick. I love it. Was with love. I appreciate that. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. I am so big on that. You know, we... We just have to be careful and we have to be careful in how we speak to each other, too. And that's why I love doing panels like this, because even though this is our first or second time meeting, we are connected for life. Y'all my sisters, y'all my brothers, you know, and if there's anything you all need, you I hope you walk away knowing that Kiva's Place got you. So awesome. Last but not least, Mr. Eric, the strong, silent type. I'm going to ask you the same thing. How has this pandemic um, impacted your business or your personal relationships? Well, we uh, we strived uh, to educate and empower and encourage uh, relationships to win uh, in the relation in their marriages and relationship. And prior to the uh, pandemic, we, we we used to host conferences and we would invite other financial institutes like Edward Jones to come out um, to provide um, tools and strategies to to build generational wealth um, and also other uh, family therapists and and other financial experts. And then once the pandemic hit, um, it took that local uh, information to global. Uh, we went from, you know, hosting it at the local a hotel and having you know local you know people come through and maybe have 40 or 50 or 60 you know attendees to now where we had our first conference uh, we had 600 couples and over 1200 individuals uh, attend our first conference and so you know what she was talking about the information uh, is what is needed to to really be successful and you as you say could be successful in relationships financials health but we look at the whole um and that's why our mission is to build uh strong families that are winning to build uh businesses that are thriving and successful and also to build generational wealth and so we were uh tasked with that um you know, to reach the masses. So we went from a local conference and when the pandemic hit, we went to the virtual conferences. Mm -hmm. um, and our first conference, like I, I told you, we had 600 couples over 1200. And then our next conference, which is the Millionaire Power Couple Conference, um, we brought on 41 other financial experts um, to teach and give you all the tools and strategies to build generational wealth, to build a strong family and to build, um, you know, strong businesses that are successful. And because of the pandemic, um, and I know we have essential workers that you're used to being out in physical, but when then, when everything was shut down, that was not possible. So you have to switch to the virtual world, um, which, you know, really gives you 
it opens you up to the world. Information is free and it's available. Um, you just now to know how to use it, where to look. And so that's what we do. We provide that education on how to build generational wealth, how to, you know, because it starts with the family. If you don't have a, a, a core family, um, then the generational wealth stops because there's no, no mother and the father to, to show um, the, the children, what a successful relationship, the roles of a father, the roles of a mother, um, teaching them uh, the essentials of life, of, of who they are and identify who they are and their roles. And also to teach them about how to build generational wealth, businesses. Um, talk about, when we say building generational wealth, when you have children, um, you can literally have, when your child is born, you have birth into a million dollar baby. You can, by the time they get ready to go to college, you have money that you can pull out tax free and pay for the, uh, the college uh, education. When they graduate, they can pull out money tax free and pay for their home, their cars. And when they get ready to retire, they can retire making 120,000 or, or such a year tax free. And when they, if, you know, whenever something happens to them, they can pass generational wealth by two to $3 million to their family. This is how you not only live a lifestyle of wealth um, and, and not in poverty, but you secure your family, your, your, your offsprings, you know, but you have to teach it. Not everybody, when you watch television, you always hear how these millionaires, they're not paying taxes um, because they have the information about wealth, how to create it. They know what finance and money means. And also, so we teach that. We teach about the cryptocurrency because we can't keep our old way of thinking and old way of building wealth. We can't just rely on a 401k or an IRA. We can't just um, rely on putting money in a bank. I mean, we have to change as time change, we can't go back to the wagons. We got to start driving cars. We have to start, you know, owning our jets and flying in jets. And now it's, they're talking about space vehicles. So we have to change in the, with the times. And so really the pandemic, it, it gave everybody, it forced everybody to change their way of thinking, to change their way of, of looking at life and how to create and build generational wealth, as well as during that time, that's been a time where people have been losing their jobs because of it. They're so used to having to go out into the physical world and they have to learn about the virtual world. And so there was times where people had to change their mindset, change the, uh, and, and add value to themselves to change into the way of building wealth. It's no longer out in, in the workforce or in a physical location. They have to go virtual. So that's why you have to learn about cryptocurrency, PL training, uh, mutuals, stocks, IULs, insurance, um, you know, Bitcoin. So the way nice. money is now being uh, produced has changed. You know, you know what? Yeah, also- that's, a, that's a very, very, very valid point because one thing about the pandemic is that it really has forced us to be more proactive with the way that we are, you know, investing. Um, and to be quite honest, me personally, I never heard of crypto and bitcoins until post COVID-19. So 
you you are exactly right. You know, we really have to make sure that we are educating ourselves, but also attending webinars and seminars that you and your wife offer so that we can make sure that we're passing on valid and um, reliable information to our children so that we we can continue to keep that we can't continue to break that generational um, financial curse mindset. Well said. Well said. Um, yes. And if I could just add just this piece, the most important aspect of America today is the family foundation. Mm-hmm. We have to have a strong family foundation. Give you some statistics. In the 60s, uh, a child was born to a two-parent household at least 70%. Today, it is now down to about 40 to 30% that a child is born to a two family household. And so that's the family foundation. And that's why you see a lot of single women and uh, men or, or as single families uh, trying to raise their children, trying to do everything themselves, trying to do the best they can. And because they didn't have a strong foundation of what a successful relationship is or their roles in a family, what it looks like, how to build life together, not separate, build and you know how to mature go from what i call the hood the hood going from boyhood to manhood manhood to husbandhood husbandhood to fatherhood and the same with the the female girlhood to womanhood womanhood to motherhood motherhood to husbandhood and husbandhood to of course well uh, i switch it up it's totally motherhood you have to be able to go through those stages in life you can't skip go from boyhood to fatherhood or or vice versa so that's the foundation that has been uh, watered down it's been decimated today you know it's too many single parent households trying to do the job of a double of a two-parent household so i leave it at that let me ask you this let me ask you this um so okay other than eric is there anyone else on the panel that works very closely with their spouse by by a show of hands because this is very interesting to me okay all right so let me ask you this eric and rich a couple questions the first one is when you're working so closely with your significant other how do you find that balance because it's very especially when you're working together all the time you see each other all the time you know and when you go home you are still in that same dynamic that mindset may not still be on business or work but you're still in that same dynamic of being in each other's space so how do you find that balance in when working with working very closely with your significant other that's my first uh, question well uh if i can address that real quick um is what well, number one before you even think about going into business together, because there are three dynamics when you go, when you look at that, you have to have a strong marriage. You have to have communication and you have to learn each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses. You have to be able to coexist and not competition because everybody thinking, oh, will she make more money or he makes more? It can't be that kind of competition because all uh, the pandemic has taught everyone that that person, yeah, that used to make six figures and they get laid off is no longer that 
So you think that other person who may not be making six figures is making the most money in there. So it is no more boss chick, boss man. It's a team. So you got to have a team mentality and you have to take that. And that has to be the foundation in your marriage first. Then when you go to a business, you have that, that same mode of operation in your business. You operate in your strengths and you offset each other's weaknesses. And then, then you'll be able to communicate. Um, and as a team, you become a power couple and thus becoming, and we and that's what we do in the, in our TV show, is becoming a millionaire power couple. We focus on marriage, build the successful business, and build generational wealth. Richard, I'm going to ask you to jump in there too. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if my answer is going to be as eloquent as Mr. Hollick did, but I can make it real simple. Uh, I, I, I stay in my lane. <laughs> I've been exactly. married. My wife is, I, she's my dream girl. When I was 18, I had a dream and three and a half years later, I met, I met her. And when I met her, I said, this is the woman in my dream. And we've been married almost 33 years now. And so, um, I mean, she, she's, the, she's brilliant. You, you know, you got to understand that she's the opposite of what I am. I'm, 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 I'm bold. I'm passionate. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm in, and she's behind the scenes. She's orchestrating. She's administrative. And that's her suit. You know, that's her strong suit. So I don't, I don't try to be administrative. She doesn't try to, you know, push out ahead. And, and that, that balance. Um, and, and also God is at the center of our relationship. And he has set this thing up. And he has set this relationship up. And, and I honor her. She honors me. I respect her. She's my coach. She's my counselor. You know, I can go on and on. But but the most important thing for me is in this relationship is that I, I understand my role. She understands her role. And I don't mean that in a in a historical sense, woman role, in terms of what we bring to the relationship. Right. In Genesis one, you, you know, the two shall become one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that has been very uh, rewarding for me. Um, we spent, you know, before we got married. Uh, when she was in college, we would spend like three, four hours on the phone. And my friends were like, man, how can you talk to the same girl every day, three or four hours? I said, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, right? And we're that same way today. You know, we spend time together. We learn one another. We encourage one another. Um, uh, but I have to say, really, the, the, the success of it has been our foundation on Christ and, and, and just these principles of marriage that we put in place so we can go into the business world together. And when we come back, the business world is the business world. It's now Rich and Leslie, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I understand my role. She understands her role. And again, I don't mean that in a, in our archaic historical sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the sense of this is a powerful woman, right? You know, my pastor told me, he said, Rich, you were smart enough to marry her, marry her. Shouldn't you be smart enough to listen to her? <laughs> I said, you know what? You're right. So it's so, just understanding that balance and that role for me. So let me ask you this. So who else is married here on on the panel by, by a show of hands? Okay. All right. So I'm going to pose one more question and then we're going to um, wrap up. So my other part of the question is because I think a lot of people looking in see they don't understand sometimes you have to get to that point where Eric and Richard is talking about. And it really boils down to that mutual respect that they both was speaking of. And also maturing in your relationships. 
I've been married for 22 years. It'll be 23 years in May. And I can truly honestly say it has not been all blissful all of those 23 something years. You know what I'm saying? But it it really takes like um, Eric was saying, having that mindset of perseverance, right? Having that mindset of this is a partner and looking at your significant other more or less as a partner, whether that's in business relationships. And when you are in that mindset of partnership, you can really work through a lot of situations. And there are so many people that's wrapped up in, you know, when they think about the term marriage, I like to say they view the wedding as the marriage, but actually the marriage comes after the wedding. It's everything else. When you're dealing with finance, when you're dealing with raising a family, when you're dealing with, you know, uh, struggling from day to day, when you're dealing with sickness, when you're dealing with, you know, all types, that's the marriage. And because people don't comprehend that concept as soon as things get tough we want to bail out you know so and that's why i wanted to pose that question about how do you kind of maneuver through finding that work-life relationship balance because it is very important and like richard was saying finding where you fit in and playing your role right understand your weak your weakness understand your strength and staying in that lane but for the ones who are single because you are dealing with a completely different dynamics you a mom you're a dad you are you know with within that household you are literally wearing a hat of everything so and when you are um that single parent especially when you're raising children and you're working with your businesses can you give a couple of quick nuggets on how you find that balance to make sure that you are not um, letting things slip through the cracks and that you are still making sure to meet the needs of your family? So how how do you do that? Because single parents, oh man, I just tip my hats off to y'all because y'all have a lot on your shoulders. Okay, Tanya. You, okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm a divorcee and it's a balance. And you know, first of all, it takes a village. It it, it takes it, it takes a village because um my daughter is is my everything. And I don't get it twisted. Even when I work, um, I work for the government as well as I work for my business, I make it plain. She comes first. She comes first. And so if you want to promote me, you have to understand my family. Um, and, and it takes that. It takes the balance. When every place, when I used to work, when I used to do other things, she would go with me. My sister, my sister girls, you know, everyone knows her. And, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that. But then I have to make sure that I take the time out to cultivate the relationship between her and I. So we have mommy daughter time. We have me time. Even today, we went out to the Cheesecake Factory. I said, come on, we're going to go out. Let's go out. Cheesecake Factory. And so we have that because relationships matter. We go on mother daughter cruises every Thanksgiving. Now, this girl has her this girl has her TSA passport. She has a passport and TSA clearance. And she understands the benefits. <laughs> and so I am teaching her 
the value of exposure, the value of hard work, but don't get it twisted. I teach you that you are doing this because of the hard work of myself, the hard work of our family and everything. And so you, it's not like you are privileged, it's an entitlement. And you have to take, understand that because you know I'm teaching her lessons. I believe children are God's gifts. My job is just to facilitate what God has shown me and to plant great lessons for her because she has to stand on her own. And I'm hoping that what I'm teaching her about owning your own business, about wealth, she sees me before we travel, all the bills are paid. She understands that all the, we don't, we don't play expect until we pay. So she sees that. And that's what I do in terms of the teachable moments of that. And sometimes I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I wonder because she didn't see a healthy relationship with her and our, um, her father and I, because we divorced very, um, she was like four, but I still have hope. I still pray and I still know that God can deliver and God can, there's a God of second and third and fourth chances. And so I still pray that she will see a healthy relationship because I did, as you said, I had the wedding of a lifetime, but the marriage from hell, it's the difference. And what I teach from your testimony, what I teach is that don't get it twisted. You want an institution because marriage is a great institution. And I don't, even my pain has not made me bitter, but made me better. And so you know, I, and, and I must just add to that because I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I grew up in a very volatile household and my parents tried to stay together for the sake of marriage. Um, but it was very abusive and my mother finally got the strength to leave. But I said that because even though I didn't grow up seeing a healthy relationship, I still learned something from that relationship. And what I took from that relationship was the characteristics, was the um, attributes, was some of the mindset that I noticed even as a young child that I recognized in a partner that I knew I did not want and I knew I could not live with and I knew I could not tolerate. And as in, in seeing that firsthand, it taught me, you know, um, what not to look for in a spouse, you know, if that makes sense. So yes. I just wanted to encourage you because even though your marriage didn't survive, I truly believe that prayerfully your daughter was able to still learn something from that um, relationship and prayerfully she's, you know, um, and it sounds like she's well balanced and surrounded by, you know, love. So just because you are a product of a divorced home doesn't do or, you know what I'm saying? Um, because there, there is hope after divorce. The Bible says, it just does not work out. The Bible says all things, all things, all things work yeah. together. And if I had to go through the pain there just to save one soul, just to tell one woman how to get her voice back, don't accept, you know, someone who's controlling, get out of a domestic situation. If I could say one sheep, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. Jessica, I am going to ask you to jump right in and then 
Um, we'll have Miss Kelly and Monique, and then we will wrap up. This has been really good. <laughs> yeah, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm learning so much, I'm expanding uh, my mind. I am a wife. I am um, married. Um, I have been married, let's see, I got married when I was 23 years old. A lot of people said it's not gonna work. Um, but just like Mr. Brown said, that um, he already knew that I was his wife. We were destined and we were going to um, work out, we were going to be married. So um, a lot of things that has happened in marriage has not been beautiful, um, but it's just a testament for my, it's a testament to other individuals, other women and other men to persevere and push through the pain. It took God for God to intervene within our marriage. Are we perfect? Absolutely not, but we are eight years strong. And so I'm excited about it and we're, we're going further. We're taking it to a whole nother level. I, I don't think he's really interested in my business, but when it comes to it, I support and I respect him and respect his decision. He's an engineer with GM. So do your thing, boo. You know, I stay over here, you know, and we just understand uh, where we are as individuals. And it, it works really well in balance. It's so necessary that I'm still working on it. So <laughs> it's a work um, in progress. I mean, I, it really, really is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Okay. Monique, you want to add? Yeah, I wanted to say um, <clears throat> to uh, Ms. Latanya, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, your daughter is definitely going to learn from your example. Like, sometimes kids see what they don't want and they can mirror what they don't want and formulate, you know, what they need. So definitely know that she's watching and she's going to mirror your example. And um, to kind of piggyback off what Jessica said, I think it's important to just know your roles and just let people be who they are. You know, like know that you can't mold and shape and change people and make them who you want them to be, but just love them for who they are. And, you know, let God do the rest. Just pray and let God do the rest. Exactly. I love that. And also, you know, allow people to grow and mature. Like when I got married, I was this 21 year old, you know, girl who didn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But through life experiences, we grow, we learn, we um, mature as adults, but we also mature in our relationships. So just respecting your partner's um, growth and maturity helps also. Miss um, Kelly, anything you wanted to add? Um, I think I'm the only single one on the line. But as uh, far as I take care of my niece, uh, she's six years old. Um, and she on my hip like she my daughter. So it's like she give me that. It ain't no, no, if you want me, she coming with me. You know, whether it's at work, wherever she at, I got my, my niece coming with me. So um far as balance man i, I cut my my phone goes off at, at 9 30 i'm in the bed 9 30 i'm up at 5 42 every morning don't call me after 9 30 <laughs> you know that's important um but just having that balance with business and life as well as having a six-year-old almost every day it's just like uh my me time is more it's so important i gotta have that time and um even just you know with a six-year-old you know just 
she with me. She with me every day. You know, if you want me, she she got to come. And I, I take my hats off to Dr. Small, too. She said, my daughter come first, and that's so important. And that just keep me going. Like, I got to keep going. You know, whether I'm working on a property, my niece with me. We're going. We in Home Depot. Wherever we at, you know, she with me. So just understanding, like, it ain't no turn down. Like, she coming. There's no excuses. So she keep that balance on me, too. I love it. I love it. We're going to allow, I hope you all have enjoyed being here. Time has really flown by. I had so many things I wanted to talk about, but of course, time is not of the essence, but thank you all so much for being here. You have definitely brought value to our show and to our viewing audience. I'm going to allow this opportunity for you to drop very quickly how People can reach out to you and we're just going to go down the line and then we're going to tell people about the summit and their wrap up. So we're going to start with, with Mr. Eric first. Uh, yes, um, I could be reached um, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter um, and YouTube. Just look for Marriage Can Win or Millionaire Power Couple or my name, Eric Holly. Um, and you can also go to mpctv.live. Uh, or marriagescanwin.com. And you can also catch their new TV show. Tell them um, where to find your new TV show before we move on. Yes, it's called Becoming a Millionaire Power Couple. You can, uh, on Zondra TV Network. You can get to it on Roku, um, Fire Stick, Amazon, um, and there's one more. <laughs> um, Amazon Fire, yeah. So on all of those streaming TV platforms, and you can also go to ZondraTVNetwork.com or ZondraTV.com. Awesome. And we talked about earlier about speaking it into existence. So if you want to see firsthand those millionaire power couple, definitely check them out. Thank you so much, Eric. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for our being here. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. LaTanya, tell our folks how they could uh, find you. Yes, you can reach me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at at LT Empowerment Inc. On LinkedIn at Dr. Dr. LaTanya Small. Or you can email me at IamLTEmpowerment27 at Gmail. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here. I greatly appreciate having you as well. Thank you. Okay, Miss Kelly Brown. Yes, yes. Um, you can reach me at Kelly Joy Brown on Facebook, uh, Instagram at my, I Make My Moves in Silence. I'm going to say that again. Instagram is I Make My Moves in Silence. Um, YouTube at uh, Truth Talk with I Make My Moves in Silence as well as my email at kellyjoybrown123 at gmail.com or kellybrownsolo at gmail.com, kellybrownsolo at gmail.com. And the last but not least is the website, I make my moves in silence.com. Thank you so much. Do you have a podcast? I do not. Mm-hmm. We don't speak that for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I greatly enjoyed so having you. Thank you. Not a problem. Mr. Rich Williams, you're next. Yeah. So you can reach me um, on YouTube or Instagram at officially Rich Williams. Uh, officially Rich Williams. And on LinkedIn and Facebook is Rich Wall Street Williams. But officially Rich Williams 
on Instagram and on YouTube. Okay. Thank you so much. <clears throat> My voice is trying to go, y'all. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to hang in there. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It was truly an honor to have you and your wonderful insight. And you're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Miss uh, Jessica, you are next. Um, mine's pretty simple. Uh, my first and last name. So, uh, my Facebook would be Jessica Tootle at face or dot Facebook. However, it works out. Um, Instagram is Jessica Travel Tootle. Um, really simple. Um, LinkedIn Jessica Tootle, <laughs> and you can also reach me by email. Um, Jessica Travel Tootle at gmail dot com. Um. Yeah, so you can, um, I even put my phone number out there, uh, 313-899-0686, reach out to me, let's connect bases, let's love on each other, I'm excited about where it's going to go and where it's going to take us. Yes, thank you so, so much, and as always, you're welcome back to keep his place at any time, so thank you so much. <clears throat> Ms. Monique Grant, last but not least. Let's drop how they can get in contact with you, Queen. Yes, thank you. Um, I can be reached on Instagram at Monique G E E Grant. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got that itchy cough thing going on too. <laughs> and I can be reached on Facebook at Monique Grant. And I'm an upcoming podcast owner as well. Uh, so I can be reached at email info dot talking something to def at gmail.com uh tell us how they can find your podcast um i'll be announcing my launch soon so okay. y'all keep up with me via email um also on youtube uh talking something to death they can find me on youtube as well amazing amazing thank you so much and congratulations on on your podcast <clears throat> thank if you so much in the need of wanting to step that podcast right on up, I'll let you girl. All right, I'll, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm proud of you too. Thank you, thank you so much, Queen. You're thank y'all so yeah. much for being here. It has again been an honor. You are welcome back to Kima's Place anytime. And to our audience, if you have enjoyed this panel as well as last week's panel and the week before that, let me tell you how you can find all of them. It's called It's Time to Go Deep Summit. It will be airing on January the 13th through January the 15th. And it's absolutely free, okay? So you have no excuse, no excuse on not uh, engaging in this wonderful summit, okay? <clears throat> Visit the website and go ahead and register today. It's called It's Time to Go Deep Summit.com. Again, it's time to go deep summit.com. Go ahead and register right now because this summit is not only going to motivate you, it's not only going to inspire you, it's not only going to light a fire under your behind, but you are going to walk away with tangible nuggets. You're going to walk away with things that you can build and act the plan with. You're going to walk away with something you can implement into your business or into your personal life to make make it a all-around better situation for you so definitely take advantage and also 
one of the speakers. So go ahead and register for this event right now. You do not want to miss this event. So come right back next week, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have one more segment with the Time to Go Deep Summit. So we're going to do it one more time next week. But actually, it's going to be next week, Tuesday, I think it is, instead of Thursday. Next week, uh, Tuesday. But I will double check that just to make sure. But we, we have one more segment left to go. So you definitely don't want to miss it. So until next week, definitely continue to um, connect and glow together because building your network also builds your network. So do not forget that, okay? Thank you all for watching. Peace and blessings to you. We love you here at Kingdom's Place. Good night. Good night. Good night. Mm -hmm. Happy New Year, everyone. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's your man, Eric Zuli. I'm the international commercial uh, Axe Body Spray star. I've done films. I'm on Amazon Prime right now. And I built my own social network platform. We have 300 million people that we reach on our, on our network. And I'm a man of God. And I'm telling you right now, man, where do you need to be? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Kiever's Place. You gotta go to Kiever's Place. You gotta watch Kiever's Place. You gotta hang out in Kiever's Mr. Place. Rogers, it's Does about Kiever. You, you hang out in Kiever's Place. The easy way. Visionary leader, Dr. Takima Dorsey, presents the It's Time to Go Deep Summit, the number one international development summit transforming urban markets. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit is not a normal summit. It's a game-changing summit. The mission of the It's Time to Go Deep Summit is to provide personal development and business growth training to nonprofits, small businesses, and entrepreneurs while increasing resources to the urban market. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit is uniquely different because it is the only summit focused on transforming the urban market by providing training resources to leaders and managers so they can become the resources needed in their community, their industry, and themselves. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit speakers are experts in their industries and remain excited to serve, increase greater impact, and to leave the legacy they are destined to do as did their ancestors. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit goal is to share proven methodology and best practices to current and aspiring leaders and managers for success in business and in life. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit's objective is to assist in the formulation of a blueprint, framework, system, or process for attendees that evoke immediate action. Professional and personal training are ongoing goals needed for positive and transformational growth and development. The It's Time to Go Deep Summit focus is on closing the disparities and barriers that exist by meeting nonprofits, small business owners, and entrepreneurs where they are. The theme of this year's summit is learn what you don't know and teach what you do. Grab your free virtual ticket now at www.itstimetogodeepsummit.com. Thank you for watching Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. Tune in every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Kiever's Place. To be a guest on our show, text the word guest to 803-368-3030 or visit us at tinyurl.com slash Kiever's Place Book. And watch us on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire as we're broadcasting in more than 60 million homes worldwide.